Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life transformation today. Enjoy the message. Now, we know seasons, and we experienced two different seasons yesterday and today, right? Warm, and now it's cold, but uh, we're getting ready to go into the winter season, and I don't know about you. I'd like to take a vote right now. Let's cancel winter, because everything in this world can be canceled, apparently, right now. History, everything. So let's cancel winter. Let's just stick with spring, summer, fall, right? Go through that. It can snow from Thanksgiving to New Year's and then go right back up to 80 degrees. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. But seasons, We read it last week in Ecclesiastes. The Bible talks about season. It says, for everything, there is a season. For every time, there is an activity under heaven. There's a season for everything. Genesis even talks about seasons. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest. There will be cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. You see, a season is just simply this. It's a period of time. In essence, that's what it is. Some of those seasons we're glad to see go bye-bye and we're like, say la vie, never come back again. But other times, other seasons were like, ah, man, I wish I could have had some more of that. That was, that was so good. Some seasons we don't want to see go on. Well, last week, Pastor Christian spoke about Joseph, Mary and Joseph, Joseph, and he was going through this season of the unexpected. I didn't see that one coming. And here's what we've found, guys. You can get through any season of your life as long as you're holding on to the hand of the Lord. You can get through anything as long as you're holding on to the hand of the Lord. Well, today, we're gonna break a little bit more out of the Christmas story, and we're going to look at the shepherd's season that they were in. Now, a shepherd clearly is an individual who takes care of flocks of sheep and other animals. Shepherding actually is one of the world's oldest occupations, and it exists in every single part of the earth. Many different shepherds in the Bible. Abel, remember Cain and Abel? Abel was a shepherd. Abraham, Lot, Isaac, Jacob, Rachel was a shepherd. Laban, Jacob's 12 sons, including his son Joseph, Moses. What about King David? David was a shepherd. And the shepherds who came to honor Jesus. And that's where I want us to pick up in Luke chapter two, verses eight and following. The Bible says this, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were absolutely terrified. Would you not be terrified if the windows of heaven were opened and all of a sudden the armies of heaven were there? 
I think all of us would be terrified too. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, for I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Isn't it interesting that the very first people to be made known of the birth of Christ were shepherds? Morris has to say this about shepherds. As a class, shepherds had a bad reputation. More regrettable was their habit of confusing mine with thine. In other words, they thought everything that they were looking over, that was actually theirs. <laughs> they were actually considered unreliable and were not allowed to give testimony in the law courts. That's exactly who was given. These people were given the opportunity to know and understand that Jesus Christ was finally born. And I find this also interesting. And I think to myself, why in the world would all of heaven tell the shepherds that Jesus was born. Well, because John the Baptist said it in John chapter one, verse nine. Look, I see the Lamb of God. I see the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Isn't it interesting that the Lord chose shepherds to reveal who the Lamb of God really was? You see, shepherding, was a job that just did not end. It was like they were living in an episode of Groundhog Day over and over and over again. Shepherding, they just didn't take a break. They were constantly on guard. They were constantly watching, constantly waiting during the heat of the day in the cold of the night. Their work never ended. They put their lives at risk guarding that which they were entrusted to. In other words, they were busy. In an article by C.W. Headley, a recent survey that was conducted, 59% of Americans find it extremely difficult to balance work and their personal schedules. How many are of that 59%, right? Sometimes you feel like you're drowning. In fact, the average person claimed to be so busy that they only got about four hours and 26 minutes of free time a week with four in 10 Americans saying they actually have less. And people are so busy today that they're now putting off tasks. 
These people said this, you know what? Cleaning, I ain't got time to clean. How many are of that, that 48%? I ain't got time for it. It's called a Swiffer, friends. Right? A magic eraser. Household maintenance and repairs, 40% said, you know what? Don't got time to do it. I know my roof is falling in. I know the elements are coming inside. I don't got time to do it, right? I don't have time to put my door back on the front door of the house, right? I, 40%. Laundry. <laughs> oh. How many guys, laundry is your job? Yep, I'm with you. I'm a, I, I don't mind it. Laundry, 38% said, you know what? Not going to do it. Don't got time for it. All I need is axe. Because the commercial said it'll break it off of you, right? 38% said no, no laundry. 33% shopping said it's got to go. I would say 100% of shopping for men, right? 100%, you know, I don't need to go shopping. Mm-hmm. Some of you aren't cooperating in the room, right? Going to the gym, 32% said can't do it. Making appointments with the doctor's office, right? Taking care of yourself with that. They, 27% said, I don't have time to even make any kind of appointments. 26% says, mm, not cooking. Not going to do it. Don't got time for it. Right? Right? DoorDash, that's all we got, right? 26% car maintenance. I know I'm riding on the rim of my car. It's all right. Sparks are flying. That's a trend. Right? It's a low rider now. <laughs> Car maintenance, 26% said, you know what? I'm so busy, I don't have time to do it. 23% said, I don't even have time to go to the bank. I don't got time for it. Here's another one. 18% said, I am so busy, I don't have time to pay my bills. We'll see how long that's going to, let me know how that works out for you. There were some people in this article that actually said, I am so busy, I don't have time to pay my taxes. <laughs> That's me. All for one, one for all, right? <laughs> but how many of you can relate? You can relate. You're so busy. But I will tell you, being busy is not a bad thing. We've said it often that idleness is the devil's playground. I would rather be busy than not busy, right? So staying busy isn't bad, but it can turn bad if your priorities aren't in order. It can turn on you really quick, and we've got some really, really good reasons why I just can't pass up that overtime, that double time, that Triple time. Can I get a hallelujah in the house? Triple time. I just can't pay. Well, if I just have a, a little bit more money, then we're going to be fine. If I can just help more people, then things are just going to be better. But at the same time, our families are falling apart. They're dying on the vine. Or we get so involved in sports and we get so busy with activities on the weekend that the gathering for weekend worship is really becomes an afterthought, doesn't it? It's easy to do. Some of you, you're caretakers. You're caretakers in your own home. You're, you're taking care of a, an aged parent or you're taking care of a spouse. 
I spoke with someone just uh, two days ago, praying with them and talking with them, and they said this, we're so busy that I feel like I'm a prisoner in my own home taking care of my loved one. You see, when we get busy, it's easy to get frustrated with the things that are actually meant to make memories for us. It's been a time in my life to where I've been so busy that I really didn't know how much I was working. Does that, has anyone ever fallen into that? I just didn't even know. Came home just to get a few things to go back. We were at a church and we were youth pastors and going back to do, do some more stuff because at that particular church, I did, I did it all. And Lori poked her head out the door and she said, honey, when are you coming home? And I said, well, I've got some more things to do. And she stopped me and she said, do you know how many hours that you worked this week? Well, I said, I don't, I don't know, what, 35, 40 hours a week? She said, try 90. I had a wake-up call right there. There are things that she will say to me, oh, you remember when we were raising the kids and the kids did this, 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 and I have no recollection because I was working so hard or I was out of the country ministering, but yet my own family was dying on the vine. You see, busyness and busy seasons come and go, but friends, priorities have got to be made straight. So what I want to present to you just quickly this morning is how to endure a busy season. How to endure a busy season. Number one, top priority, you're going to have to make time for Jesus. And I enunciate and I, 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 I highlight the two words, make time. Make time. Look at it, Luke chapter two. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. You see, they had to make time. They were busy. They were busy. If they lost an animal, many times it had to come out of their own salary. They had to absorb the hit. So they didn't want to lose money. They wanted to make money. It's right. That's what we want to do. But in this case, they had to make time even when they didn't have time. Can I tell you, make the presence of the Lord your priority. Every single day, spending time reading God's word, praying and seeking the Lord, worshiping him. And if you're too busy, turn on you version and let it read it to you, my friends. Technology is good, so let's use it. But I will tell you this, if you're too busy to worship the Lord, you're already in trouble. You're already in trouble. Matthew 6.33 tells it best. We are to seek first the kingdom of God and above, above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added to you. What I have found is that we often fail to make eternal investments because we are so consumed with making temporary investments. 
temporary investments. Well, pastor, you just don't understand. I don't have time. Make time. I'll push right back on you. Make time and prioritize his presence. God will honor your effort. Can I get an amen in this place? Look at your neighbor and say, make time for Jesus. Number two, how do you endure the busy season? Number two, you've got to increase your expectation. Increase your expectation. Luke chapter two, what did they do? They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a manger. Remember, they said, let's go. They made time, but now they hurried. Why did they hurry? Well, we get in a hurry when we're late. Hello? Anybody late all the time, right? We get in a hurry when we're late. We get in a hurry when we're excited about something. I want to get a good parking spot. I want to get a good seat, right? We get in a hurry when expectations are high. When what I found is this, and I don't know who who made this quote, and it didn't come from me, but it says this, expectation is the breeding ground for manifestation. In other words, I expect when I come into this place, when I get out of my car, it's not just arguing all the way up to the door because someone's got their sock on the wrong foot and and shoes on their heads and everything, and I'm like losing my mind, and how come we're late all the time, and and, and we're going to have to sit out in the hallway, and and we're just kind of like, oh my goodness. Friends, walk into this place with full assurance that the presence of God is going to be here, and he's going to meet with you, and he's going to touch your life. He's going to change your life. He's going to heal your marriage. He's going to heal your bodies. Walk into this place with full assurance and full expectation that you are going to meet with God. Can I get an amen? John chapter 14 says this. You can ask for anything in my name. This is Jesus speaking. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to the father. Yes, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. The psalmist said it best, we're to enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. We've got to walk into this place with full expectations that we are going to meet with God, expecting salvations for our kids and our grandkids and our neighbors and our friends and our family members, expecting deliverance that I'm gonna walk out of this place finally set free that I don't have to live like that any longer. Expecting healing that I came in with cancer then I'm walking out with it. I'm like, it's no more. I'm walking out without it. We have to expect that God is going to move. Why? Because friends, I'm telling you, I'm declaring over this place that this is a house of miracles. How to endure the busy season. How to endure the busy season. Number three, let's follow the leading of the shepherds. And we got to talk about God's goodness. We got to talk about it. Luke chapter two, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone, say everyone. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel of the Lord had told them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. 
But Mary kept all of these things hidden in her heart and thought about them often. And the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. And it was just as the angel had told them. Now remember what Morris said? A shepherd's testimony was unreliable. But friends, I'm telling you, when you have an encounter with the presence of the Lord, your season begins to shift because God has done something miraculous within you. The shepherd's job did not change. Their responsibilities did not change. Their business did not change, but they changed. Their hearts and their minds were now renewed because they had had an encounter with God and now they can can't contain it anymore because they are a different person. So now they're going out and they're telling everybody about what God has done. They were testifying about God's goodness. The book of Revelation talks about testifying. The devil is overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We've got to be willing to lay it all down before God and pursue the Lord We've got to shout it from the mountaintops that Jesus is who he really said that he is. Can I just tell you this, guys? We're all busy. We all got stuff. But never let your season of busy affect your decision to lean into Christ. He'll see you through to the other side of it. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the message. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.